Welcome to the Crime Chat. I am your forensic femme fatale, Natalie George, true crime addict connoisseur. We're just two normal girls who feel like they're coming to you live right from the center of the sun with this heat wave. Oh my, it's a going crazy. Oh my God. While we sweat, we do obsess about dark crimes, <laughs> evil minds, and occasionally the unknown. And here's your disclaimer chatters. The following crime chat contains adult content and descriptions of potentially violent scenarios. Your listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. And before we get in today's crime chat, cat, what have you done? Well, I didn't make the cut on the ultimate stylist. <sighs> what was the what was the ranking at the end when I finished it? So the last level, I guess if you can call it, we were going for the top five, mm-hmm. and I was in like second, third place. Mm-hmm. I think right at the cutoff, somebody must have like donated a bunch of mm-hmm. votes, and I got bumped to sixth, so I got cut. <laughs> The whole thing is rigged. (laughs) I know. I'm just like, okay, you know. And bless my husband. He actually, there were quite a few people who did donate. And again, donated their votes. It was like for a super good cause. Um, My husband did a couple hundred votes. uh, And finding out after. (laughs) He's always been like my number one cheerleader. He's the best. Yes, And you did win. For us, you're a oh, winner. Oh, I'm a you're winner. winner. Think about you. I don't. I don't need other people's opinions of me to tell me that no, I you? am. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I love that. <laughs> but also remember, you got six. Do you realize how hard that is? I know. So I was sixth in my group, and I want to say there was like a hundred. There was well over a hundred people in that group, but I just don't know how many like different groups there were. So once you, if you pass this top five, so this next week would be like the the top five. If you win for your group, then you go against all the number ones from all the other groups. But I'm just not exactly sure how many. And let's say there's 10 groups and there's hundreds in, you know, each individual group. I mean, that's a lot of people. Yeah. And it was just fun. It was just something that I wanted to just try. Like, why not? Like, I there's no reason why. I can't just like try something. You did something. amazing. <laughs> It was so it was fun. It was really cool to participate. And thank you, thank you, thank you all for those who voted for me, who supported me by your votes and by your donations to Born This Way Foundation. Uh and all the best to the people mm-hmm. who make the cut and like the the ultimate winner. I mean that's that's amazing. So Yes, I'm very proud of you, Kat. You did you did really thank good. You. you did really good. Yeah. I mean, other than that, I have had Stranger Things withdrawals. <laughs> what are you up to? <laughs> no, I finished. I got all the way through the first part of season four, and we've got, so as of today, well, this will come out before the second part of season four comes out. So so season, the second part comes out July 1st. Okay. Did you know there's only two episodes left in season four? Wait, the second part only has two episodes? Two episodes, but they did confirm they're doing a season five. Okay, good, 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 good. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I've been such a Stranger Things nerd since I got obsessed. Mm-hmm. Like, And I'm so glad I pulled that trigger because I am sitting here like, I really want to watch it again. I need to talk my husband into watching it. He's missing out. You really I need know. to convince him. I know, I know, I know. So he's like, yeah, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> a girlfriend of mine, she and I were like kind of watching it right around the same time. She goes, the only reason that her husband started watching it is because his best friend told him to. Like she was telling him, you need to watch it. You need to watch it. And he's like, eh, eh, eh. Then his best friend is like dude watch it and he's like okay so we're getting uh-huh. ready to go spend a weekend with them there you and go. i told
told her, I said, he needs to tell, your husband needs to tell my husband to watch it Mm -hmm. so I can watch it again (laughs) all the way through. (laughs) But what about you? What's been going on? I've been just working. This week I have off, so I'm really excited because I get to just relax. Yes. I had a wonderful birthday. I had... My tribe of friends, uh, you, Janie, Genia, Charlene, Dana, David, Lorraine, uh, you all got me amazing gifts. I got flowers. I got a gift certificate to a spa, a very, a very generous <laughs> gift certificate. I am going to use the hell out of that. Yay! Oh my god, I got a beautiful customized mug. I got a tiara. I got a sash. I, it's just an end. And I and you've got to open something. I waited to open it, so this is from you. <laughs> it looks so familiar. <laughs> it looks familiar. It is. Oh my god! I got a crime chat Nat and Cat wine glass, and it's got. I love this bottom i love the bottom part because it's got the n and then the little heart in the middle and then the case oh my god that is amazing i love thank you you're welcome like the best birthday ever well i you you know me i celebrate the whole month so maybe i'm not done with you yet Oh my God. Thank you to everybody for making this birthday just amazing. I really appreciate it. Well, to prepare for your story today, I thought I would talk about some very extraordinary online shopping experiences, too horrifying to to leave out, and that just might make your skin crawl. Oh, okay. We often look at online shopping as convenient, efficient, but some people don't always get what they bargain for, right? Mm-hmm. They don't always get everything that they ordered or what they think they ordered. And not just the oversized shirt or misleading product descriptions, I'm talking about the ultimate online shopping fails. I'm gonna give you a couple examples. For instance, one man bought a pair of board shorts online. When he received them was a pamphlet for a strip club from Cancun, Mexico in the pocket. What do you think that means? It was used. They're used. (laughs) Somebody was at a strip club in those pants. Yes! (laughs) So the purchaser assumed the shorts were worn and returned. So not only was this pamphlet in there, there were alcohol stains on the shorts and they smelled like alcohol. (laughs) I'm sure amongst other stains on those shorts. (laughs) That's what I could (laughs) have... Maybe not. You might not want to scratch and sniff that a little too fast. Okay, so another online shopping horror story. One woman bought some tops, some shirts, right? When she received them, she tried them on, as we all do, right? Making sure they fit, that kind of thing. Well, a few days later, she developed a rash and said that it literally made her skin crawl. Like, it felt like there were, like, creepy crawlies underneath her skin to think, especially, like, where were those shirts stored? What kind of chemicals were in them? That kind of thing. Yeah. And then another lady bought eyeglasses online that was listed near the top of, like, her search results, right? So you go into Google and you search, like, I want to buy eyeglasses. Like, so you bought, you send your prescription in, you get these brand new frames. After a whirlwind of overcharges and harassment from the company because what she got is not what she ordered, she never even got like her the actual eyeglasses mm-hmm. that she ordered. So one San Diego defense attorney warns to his clientele about the dangers of having an online presence just in general. It can be a scary place, right? Scammers, thieves, saboteurs. And according to the Norton Cybersecurity Insights Report, over 143 million Americans have been affected by computer crimes in the last year. Wow. 80% of 
those who were surveyed reported they or someone they knew had been victimized. That's a yeah, lot. Yeah, especially after COVID. Everybody was shopping online. Oh, God, yeah. yes. I mean, that's, you know, and then all of a sudden, like, all these places that you would normally go did curbside pickup and, you know, and so a lot of the, a lot of businesses still do curbside pickup, but man. So this defense attorney's office is the law office of Elliot Cantor says that there are nine common internet crimes that are impacting Americans today. Number one is phishing. If you work at a I want to say like a corporate job maybe you probably have to do these annual phishing training like a computer-based training mm-hmm. type of thing so most people are quite aware of what it is right so phishing is when criminals send fraudulent emails pretending to be from a legitimate business and attempt to collect sensitive or personal information often any leaks in the email can be redirected to a website that's owned by the scammer and it will also be careful about what information you give out like on the actual internet and one of the ways that I, if it's something that I think is fishy, if you will, <laughs> um, is you look at the actual email where it came from. There'll be misspellings. Yeah. PayPal will be, instead of P-A-Y, it'll be P-E-Y. Or maybe PayPal will be P-A-Y-P-A-L-L. Mm-hmm. Like there'll be something that's off. Mm-hmm. So always look at the actual email address of where it comes mm-hmm. from. So number two is harassment. Cyber stalkers, hello Tinder, mm-hmm. <laughs> use electronic communications such as email, social media, or websites to talk and stalk and harass people. Forms of online harassment include slander, libel, false accusations, threats, or any other behavior. And online bullying has is just freaking out of control. I mean, there's been like especially now with like teenagers coming up in the social media world yeah. there have been like poor kids who have like, committed suicide over over online bullying so um another one is ransomware cyber criminals can install malicious software in your systems that will essentially hold your important information hostage until you meet their demands have Crazy. you ever had this happen to you i've had this happen to me you have i've oh, God, I, in, no. a, in a very corporate way where sure. where it was like you, you need to give us three hundred thousand and and we, I mean, we ha- we ha- we hired a firm that figured sure. it out and kind of got everything situated. But yeah, initially, wow, it was like, wait Ugh. a minute, what do they know and what? Yeah, exactly. And a lot of times, I mean, words matter, right? So a lot of times they can say, they might not necessarily have the information, but they can say they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And you just you just don't know what yeah. they know. Um, and I, and I'll, I'll get to that here in a second, but like a lot of the big like government you know i was a government employee right Mm -hmm. all my personal information is in there well then when you get the department of defense personnel records network you know is being was broken into then all of a sudden like all this oh information your social security number your date of birth all this stuff gets out put out there Mm -hmm. oh it's crazy um so number four is prostitution (laughs) many escorts will advertise their services in online classified ads social media forums personal websites that kind of thing making it easy to and discreet for people to find them. Uh-huh. But since prostitution is illegal in the vast majority of the United States, both the escort and the client are also committing a crime. Yeah, you know what they do in Florida with the older people? What? They um, prostitutes will pose as cleaning ladies. Oh, my stepsister's in Florida. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Um, all right. So number five is child pornography and solicitation. I've seen way too many freaking child porn cases than I care to admit. So NICMIC is the National Center for Missing and Exploiting Children received over 10 million reports of suspected child sexual exploitation in the last year alone. And they're not calling it really child pornography anymore because a lot of times when you think of child pornography, you think of like adult pornography where it's not that bad. Right. But really what they are are they're images of child sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. And that's not okay. No. Number six is intellectual property theft. 
uh, more commonly known as piracy, the internet abounds with books, music, movies, more that have been illegally obtained and made for the free download, right? Remember Napster from back in the day? <laughs> and Metallica. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, number seven, account hacking. We all know it's important to guard our passwords and thinking about the damage that someone could do if they gained access to your email account. I'll talk mm -hmm. about some of that in a minute. Number eight is drug trafficking with the rise of cryptocurrency. Mm. Online drug trade has also increased significantly over the last couple years. Illegal drugs such as marijuana, cocaine, meth, ecstasy, heroin are all just a few clicks away. Oh boy. Click, click. Number nine, credit card fraud. Mm -hmm. Half of all credit card fraud begins with spyware, malicious software, unknowingly uh, installed on your computer or a handheld device. So your phone, like all that stuff is vulnerable to it. Spyware runs in the background that collects all your data and sends it back to the criminal who then uses your card to make fraudulent purchases. I actually just recently experienced this. Um, my my personal PayPal account, I, I saw a couple emails with, like, these charges, and I was like, this is weird. Like, that's out of, you know. So when I log into PayPal and I look, two of the charges came through, and it was for Grubhub. And I'm like, uh, that wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> so one of them was canceled. The other one was still pending, so I couldn't, like, dispute it or cancel it. The next day, I get an email from PayPal saying there was some suspicious activity on your account. Please log in and change your password as soon as possible, which of course I did. And so it was all, so PayPal did a really good job of like deflecting because I don't well, use PayPal for Grubhub. And not only that, like PayPal needs to stand by their clients. And if there is a fraudulent, they're used to this. They, yeah. they know people are, you know, they're a target. So when something yeah. like this happens, they have to either refund your money or figure it out because I mean, they want to be reputable. Absolutely. So according to Norton, the antiviral software company, they have provided a few tips to help protect yourself against this range of cyber crimes that I just talked about. You mean not McAfee? Are we talking about Norton right now? We're talking about Norton, not McAfee. Okay, okay. <laughs> Throwback. <laughs> There's other antiviral software programs out there. And actually, if you remember, Norton bought McAfee for a little bit, and now it's owned by Intel. How many own an island and army and is hooked on cocaine? <laughs> Uh, somebody who's not alive anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay, so of course Norton says and recommends full service internet security suite oh. to keep your software up to date, of course, right? They also recommend strong passwords, as I mentioned before, combining numbers, letters, and characters, especially not repeating them from one to the next. I am so guilty of that. <laughs> uh, manage your social media settings. Social engineering cyber criminals can often get your personal information with just a few data points, as I mentioned. So the less you share publicly, the better. Lock mm -hmm. that shit down. Yeah. Strengthen both your home network and then use a VPN or a virtual personal network when you're in a public network, mm -hmm. right? So let's say you're traveling or you're in a hotel. Use a VPN. Uh, talk to your children about the internet and then monitor their activities. Stay aware of major security breaches, meaning like when those, like OPM is the uh, Office of Personnel Management, they just recently had another breach where somebody went in and stole some personnel records and personal information. That means like all your identifying information. Um, protect yourself against identity theft to include network security. And then know what to do if you become a victim. Most people are like, uh, this happened to me. What do I do? Right. So if you believe you have become a victim of cybercrime, you need to report it to the local police. And then in some cases, the FBI, depending. Mm -hmm. Then the Federal Trade Commission as well. And this is important even if this crime seems minor because what they can do is identify identify trends in a certain area, right? You're, and it may assist authorities in other investigations that you might not be aware of. So if you think cyber criminals have stolen your identity, 
make sure that you go ahead and report it. Now, online shopping, as we talked about kind of in the beginning, as a suggestion to stay safe in this era or in this arena, if you're on eBay or Amazon Marketplace, always look for seller feedback. And I sometimes Google the names of a store or uh-huh. like put review in or just like check the reviews or see what customer feedback or customer complaints are yeah. from either that seller or the product in itself. And just something, just see if something comes up. And basically if a Google blog search is particularly useful if with dissatisf- dissatisfied customers, I would probably not purchase from them. And those are my tips for online shopping. Oh my God, those are good. And to try to stay safe. I mean, this online, this it's scary. Like the more we get into the instantaneous and, you know, readily at your at your hands like Amazon is going to be doing same day deliveries probably in sometime in the near future. I got something within 24 hours the other day. It's freaking crazy. Like, yeah, click like because they have already have that you know click here click to buy instantaneously right you can just click to buy boom and then you have it like right away it's crazy yeah i know and the only i never i never i'm guilty of at least half of the stuff that you're that you just said without <laughs> even realizing i password alone okay oh so <laughs> right i have the same i mean for for things that are barely like benign if you will Mm. i don't if it's something that you have to register for to in order to do you know something that's really benign i'll I'll, a lot of times use that same password but maybe i shouldn't (laughs) girl i completely understand that yeah after covid everybody was affected and everybody relied on the internet the poor post office the poor post office (laughs) They didn't. They didn't have a stay at home. No, they had, they had to go out and deliver. Yeah, and it was yeah. crazy because I was at one point at home and I ordered every single thing. Yeah. yeah. Quick question, Kat. So you have checked the review section of like Amazon and stuff like yes. that, right? Yes. Usually, like if before I buy something that I'm kind of unsure about, that's something I always do. I always check other customer feedback or. Like for a specific product or a specific seller, I'll try mm. and kind of check what their record history is. Yeah. Well, okay. I never do that. <laughs> you just. I'm, I'm kind of white knuckle at the steering wheel. I'm just going to go for it. <laughs> Impulsive. <laughs> <laughs> Here are some reviews you may have missed, and I want to get your insight on if you read this. Okay. Okay. So, Kat, you're in the market for a new padlock. <laughs> okay. <right? laughs> and you find one, and it looks pretty good, and then you go down to the review section. It says, solid locks have five on a ship container won't stop them but will sure slow them down until they're too old to care oh god what are they using the locks for let's say you're in the market for a shovel okay and you're like i'm gonna go to the review section and it says under there keep in car just so you know you're in the market for a collapsible shovel so it's like a little foldable one oh sure oh the one that you would use to bury a body (laughs) (laughs) so you you may buy this one after this review It says keeping car when you have to hide a body. Oh my god! Um, you can leave the full size one at home. Collapsible one is always helpful. These are actual reviews. This is insane. I love it. Like Amazon, I don't know if Amazon is critiquing these or approving of these, but these were actually on Amazon at one point. Do they approve them? I don't know. I don't know that they do either. I think they just kind of let it ride. Wow. Well, maybe we need to go into the business of uh, uh, consultation for Amazon reviews. <laughs> Trust me, I have a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I know what I'm doing. So our crime chat today is going to be about Todd Kellef. Have you ever heard of him? No. 
shocking because he lived in South Carolina, girl. What? And Florida. Ironically, he came from, from both of our states. Oh, wow. All right. Well, Todd Kellup seemed to have it all together. He is a Florida-born entrepreneur. He mm-hmm. started his own really successful real estate firm. Mm-hmm. He had about a dozen employees, and he was centralized in South Carolina. I don't mm. know who he is. Oh, keep going. <laughs> so he was learning how to fly planes. He had about 100 acres in land in South Carolina. But beneath Todd's professional facade was a man struggling with anger since his childhood. Oh, this is going to be ugly. It's never good. It took years for people to realize that he was an actual serial killer, uh, which he would later be dubbed the Amazon Review Killer. Oh, <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes. Uh, known as the Amazon Review Killer. Uh-huh. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know his actual name. Todd. Sorry. We're not BFFs. <laughs> no. <laughs> Todd Christopher Stampsell was born March 7th, 1971 in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Mm-hmm. His parents divorced while he was when he was two years old, shortly after his mother remarried to Carr Pellop, who legally became his stepfather in 1976. Then they moved to South Carolina. The Palmetto State. You can hit your wife with a switch. What is it? A stitch? A twitch. A twitch on the state steps. I still can't get over that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, so in South Carolina is where he began to uh, display disturbing traits while he was with his mother and stepfather. He was known to be a bully. He was bullying kids at school and he was thrown out of the Boy Scouts for bad behavior. You have to be really bad to be thrown out of the Boy Scouts because they yeah. they deal with a lot, you know? Yeah. He received psychological treatment by age nine oh, God. due to extreme anger issues and antisocial behavior, two things that never go well together <laughs> at a young age. You never want to see this. I'm going to go visit. I want Maybe I'll be a pen pal. Hey, Todd, can I interview you for my podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, sorry, we're getting off track. Okay. So he ended up in a mental hospital at age nine. In addition to his behavior towards his classmates, he also was caught torturing animals, which I hate, fucking hate that. He killed a goldfish with bleach and shot a local dog with a BB gun. But Cat, at age nine, he was also addicted to porn. This is a horrible recipe right now. Yeah. Kellop hated living with his stepfather and longed to live with his biological father. He would spend a few years in counseling before that wish came true in 1983 his mother was going into a second divorce now she's divorcing his stepfather and she decided to send Todd to live with his biological father in Arizona of course although he looked forward to it this unfortunately proved disappointing while he enjoyed learning about how to blow things up with bombs a normal childhood upbringing got it Todd started to hate his father as well he demanded that his mother and stepfather take him back home which mm-hmm. after dealing with him I'm sure they were like relieved to let him go with his dad and didn't mm-hmm. want him to come back mm-hmm. so they were putting him off and then in November 25th 1986 his anger truly boiled over while he was with his dad so he's what 15 at this time mm-hmm. Todd lured a local girl out of her house by claiming her boyfriend wanted to speak to her he forced her into his home with a gun bound her limbs with rope and taped her mouth shut mm. he raped her and then walked her home after and he warned her that if he she should say anything he would kill 
her and her family. Yep. So now once the girl got home, she told her parents and then Todd was arrested within a few hours and then he was diagnosed with a borderline personality disorder. Psychiatric evaluation showed signs of emotional disturbance but not psychosis. Also noting that he had an IQ of 118. So he, this guy was marked. Well, we've talked about that before too. We've talked about the IQ in... Mm-hmm. It was um, Pee Wee Gaskin. Yes. There were a couple of geniuses that we spoke about. Like they, I mean, like yeah. we mentioned before, um, McAfee. Oh, McAfee, We yeah. had McAfee. We had Gaskins. We had um, Hodel. Yes. So his biological father claimed that the only emotion that his son knew was fury. He asked why he raped the innocent girl. He said he was angry at his father. None of his guardians came to visit him while he was in jail. They just didn't care. They couldn't control him, so they didn't want to deal with him. And I, I'm pretty sure they were happy that he was in juvenile. Like out of sight, out of mind. Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Ugh. When the juvenile probation officer recommended that he be tried as an adult, Todd accepted a plea deal that would dismiss the sexual assault charge, yet require him to register as a sex offender. He was given 15 years without the possibility of parole, and on January 19, 1987, the judge presiding on the case stated, less than the age of nine, this juvenile was impulsive, explosive, and preoccupied with sexual content. He has been undoubtedly aggressive towards others, destructive of property since nursery school. We're going to get into it, but like, I'm thinking this guy's childhood was pretty fucked up. Yeah, like what else did he experience? I mean, I think I know there's a lot of debate over is somebody born this way? Is it is it their does their childhood have a lot to influence, yeah. you know, their adult like behaviors or mm. intentionally like harming somebody else? Yeah. And you know, and to be honest, I think it probably is a mix of of the two. Yeah, I think if you already are predisposed to have some type of personality disorder or if there's something clinically wrong with you at an early age, you are predisposed to possibly do these behaviors. But I think this is where raising your kids right really can can prevent this from happening. So I don't think there are evil kids out there. Mm -hmm. I think like Pee Wee Gaskins, I mean, this guy, what he went through, what you told us he went through was hell on earth. Yeah, yeah. If you want to extinguish... Yeah. Uh, sensitivity and remorse from somebody you do it at an early age yeah I think a lot of killers are made through their environment right it's a mix definitely Uh, it's never black and white a little bit of both now during his stay he hit the books he received two degrees as a graphic designer in jail oh he's smart he's smart he was released in August uh, 2001 the 30 year old convict moved to Spartanburg? Spartanburg. It's in the upstate, yeah. How far is that from you? Uh, Spartanburg's probably like two and a half hours away. Okay. He got his driver's license and found a job by littering his resume with false employment history. Of course. On November 6, 2003, Todd went to Superbike Motorsports Store for trying to return his bike after he purchased it from them. So I guess he had like one of those motorcycles or whatever. Like a dirt bike or like a... No, I think it was like a... Like a... Not a motor... Crash rocket? Yeah. Crotch rocket. Okay. The owners could not make the refund. And according to Todd, they started to laugh at him for even asking the question. And I'm sure in his head, they were laughing at him. But I'm I'm sure they weren't. But so he returned later that day um, with a gun. (laughs) And he killed 30-year-old owner Scott Ponder, his 52-year-old mom, Beverly, his 29-year-old manager, Brian, and his 26-year-old mechanic, Chris. (laughs) 
This crime would go unsolved as he escaped justice for over a decade, but then he would later publicly disclose his innermost thoughts online, Mm. and he would use a profile called me, M-E in caps, me, me, me. Uh, and he would use an Amazon wish list to review products that he used. Oh, this is where it comes into play. Okay. These products uh, included such things like a chainsaw, leaving reviews like, works excellent. Getting the neighbor to stand still while you chase them <laughs> with it is hard enough without <laughs> having to use it. <laughs> Five stars. In 2006, Caleb got his real estate license in order to pass. Once again, he had to falsify information Mm -hmm. because obviously if you're getting your real estate license, they don't want a criminal. So he had to lie about his past. He opened a company called TKA Real Estate. Have you ever heard of it? Nope. I'm going to guess that was that his initials? TK. What's the A? Maybe Todd Caleb Associates. Oh. That's a great guess. There you go. Yeah, we'll go with it. We'll go with it. He did very well for himself. He made a lot of stinking money. Are we in the wrong business? I know. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? That train has long gone at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Now a successful businessman, Kella purchased 95 acres in Woodruff, South Carolina. Where is that? Great question. I'm going to assume it's probably, if he was in Spartanburg area, it's probably somewhere up there. There's a lot of like kind of smaller country towns that are kind of more in the upstate. So you've got like Okay. Greenville and Spartanburg are kind of the bigger areas. Clemson is up in that area. Mm-hmm. But then if, as you get kind of in the outskirts or outlining areas, like mm. it's easy to go by 95 acres kind of thing. Got it. The entire property was enclosed with a chain link fence. Perfect. So the entire 95 acres had this fence around Good. it. Good. Property lines. <laughs> property lines. Now he continued to leave chilling reviews on Amazon for items such as knives, padlocks, guns, accessories, uh, targets, books, and emergency surgery kits. Wait, was that padlock one review that you read earlier? Was that his? Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> In August 2016, his murderous rage returned. 30-year-old Kayla and 32-year-old boyfriend Charles were hired to clean his compound. So at this point, the 95 acres that he purchased that is enclosed in this fence is basically a compound. Sure. On the 31st, they were reported missing. Spartanburg County Police eventually discovered that both of their cell phones had been giving off their last ping somewhere around Callop's home. Okay. Now, this is a stroke of brilliance. I have to admit, some police officers are just fucking brilliant. Like, I don't know how they make those connections. I don't know what <laughs> the fuck is happening. <laughs> it's the Gibbs gut. What is it? What's that? Gibbs gut? Yeah. From NCIS, the, like, the lead agent that's on there his name is gibbs okay the gibbs gut i've never heard of that before Where you just have that like as a as an investigator you just have like like the inclination like something is weird this is funny because you immediately go to ncsi the gibbs gut and i immediately go to monk oh monk So now the lead investigator came up with his own theory that is absolutely Mm -hmm. unique. Uh, No one had expected. It started with Amazon. He had a, he had a connection where he was able to get Todd Kellop's uh, profile on Amazon and he was looking through a bunch of stuff and he was looking through his activity online. Yeah, they probably got a subpoena for his personal information. He was starting to make the connections and starting to kind of draw the lines. For example, when he evaluated an extra large padlock, he was saying things like, oh, you saw lock somebody in a cage like he would say these horrible things you know yeah so Kellop was writing these reviews and he was being really honest about how he prevented people from escaping however these reviews initially I think people took him out as a bad joke yeah 
you know, it's a joke or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They became suspicious of Killip uh, because he was being closely watched by authorities after his release. After getting the pings from Kayla and Charles's last cell phone, they ended up getting a search warrant to look at Todd's property, the 95 acres that he had all chained in. They mm-hmm. found during their search a shipping container in the middle of the property. Mm. There is a video here of this search. What? There's two videos. There's one of the of the body cam of the officer going to his home saying, here's a warrant. We need to search your property because we have missing people that last pinged here. Mm-hmm. And then there's another body cam of an officer walking to the um, shipping container and hearing her screams. Mm-hmm. Once they were able to open up the shipping container, like it's, it's live stream. The officer is getting it oh, on me. the phone from the other officer saying, we just found a girl. We found Kayla. She was locked up in a shipping container. And the other officer is looking at Todd going, we just found Kayla. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, it's not mine. It's not mine. I didn't do that. It's a crazy video. I'll put it on Patreon. Oh, my God. <laughs> at this point, Kayla had been missing for already two months. Poor baby. Kayla told police that Kellop shot Charles, her boyfriend, in front of her eyes before mm-hmm. chaining her up. He grabbed her by the back of the neck. Now, remember, he... Sh- Someone shoots your partner, you're going to be shocked. You're going to mm-hmm. be stunned. Yeah. Todd Kellup is a psychopath, so he knew you were going to be shocked and stunned. He shot him, right. immediately grabbed her by the neck, and then marched her over to the storage container, threatening that she would end up like Charles. At that point, he had a makeshift mattress on the floor, a flashlight, supplies oh, ready to go. No. She was gagged, cuffed, chained and her neck had like a dog collar and she was chained to the wall by her neck oh poor baby i know kellop was arrested during the investigation obviously Uh he confessed to the murder of charles stating that he wrapped him up in a blue tarp and used his bucket from his tractor to move and bury the body however while he was saying this uh he's telling the police officer all right if you're gonna go search for charles you you may you may bump into two more bodies (laughs) oh god so he revealed that there were two more bodies where Charles is, and they were identified as 29-year-old Johnny and 26-year-old Megan Lee McCraw Coxey, and they had been missing since December 2015, also having been hired by Todd to clean up his property. Oh, he also went into great detail about a cold case, because listen, he's a psychopath, mm-hmm. and now he's got a captive audience. And he, he's it's the notoriety. He's sitting there going, all right, I'm going to tell my story because everybody's like, you know, they're sitting there white knuckle at the steering wheel going, what is he going to say next? Mm -hmm. He went into great detail of another case, and it was the unsolved quadruple murder known as the Superbike Murders. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They already knew about this one being unsolved. Todd had a very unique hobby. He had one hobby, and that was collecting left. He had them everywhere scattered all over the property, whether it was in the house or outside or just randomly sitting somewhere on like a a bench somewhere on his property when you say weapons is it a variety of types or is it just guns it's guns okay he did have a couple of guns that he was very close to but that's a different story (laughs) i sleep with them at night this is how crazy he was yeah sure he stated that he planned to keep kayla all to himself for years as long as she did what he wanted he would do like a routine in order for her to get used to it so it would be three things kitchen 
bathroom, bedroom. Mm. He would feed her. He would rape her. He would let her use the bathroom. She was never out of her restraints. According to Kayla, Todd explained the concept of Stockholm Syndrome to her. Mm-hmm. He was literally trying to create the situation where she was going to be super loyal to her Ugh. captive. Terrible. It really is terrible. Yeah. Makes me vomit. During the in- interrogation, I and I'll post the video on Patreon, this man was so arrogant and cocky, it's very annoying because during the conversation with these police officers, he would purposely try to halt the conversation. He would put his finger up like one minute. Like that mm-hmm. attitude and, and yeah. Ooh, yeah, I don't know. I have... I have interviewed people like that. I don't know how you do it. You know how we call, like, those, the women, like, don't be such a Karen? Yeah. Don't be a fucking Todd. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Start this trend. Hashtag don't be a Todd. Don't be a Todd. Cat. he also had been dating a woman, Holly, for over 10 years. Oh. He stated that she was the neck to die. Uh, so, uh, I, I I only half believe that. You don't think he would have killed her? If they were dating for 10 years, literally wanted to kill her, he would have done it way before then. I Mm. I think it might have been part of his um, arrogance. He also wanted to start spending his wealth because he wanted to leave her money. He wanted to leave his mom an inheritance. He was talking to officers about this whole thing. Yeah, he thought that he was going to be able to kind of like, you know what, yeah, I'm guilty, but all my money, all my hard-earned money, I'm going to have some level of control and kind of pick and choose. A lot of people do this with inheritance and it's, it's sure. really sick it's a very narcissistic thing to do where you think you have some level of control based on money yeah he was charged with seven counts of murder two counts of kidnapping and one count of sexual assault mm-hmm. because the evidence left no room for doubt that kellop did it uh, and he wanted to avoid the death penalty at all costs. It's crazy. Like, in my head, if I ever, God forbid, was in his situation, not that I would be, but I'm just saying, if I was ever, like, <laughs> saying life in prison or death, I'd be like, death. I'm not going life in prison. Oh, me too. No, 100%. I'd be like, if there's no way out, like, I'm not going to fight to stay alive so I can die a slow death in prison. Like, give me the right. fucking chair. Yeah. <laughs> he pleaded guilty to all charges that could have been proven against him. So he, ironically, although he was sitting there like singing like a canary during, oh my God, that's reference to your crime chat. Was. Um, oh, the mob crimes. <laughs> yes, I just realized it. Yep. Like, the canary who could sing but not fly. Yes. Yep, the mob crime. He was doing that. He was singing to the, but he only went so far. It's like he almost enticed them enough to let hit them know he's the real deal because that meant something to him well and that's and that's trying to stay in control as best as possible he pled guilty of course and on may Mm -hmm. 26 2017 he was sentenced to seven consecutive life sentences without the possibility of parole uh moreover in 2020 all of kellop's property was auctioned off resulting in the proceeds being donated to the families of the victims his mom got diddly squat good (laughs) haha I mean, I'm sorry for his mom. Like, if my if my son turned out to be something like that, God forbid it doesn't knock on wood, um, <laughs> you know, I don't know that I would even... Oh, gosh, I don't know. It's hard to say because mm. the parents aren't always... And, and I think we've talked about... We've talked about this a little bit before, too. We're like, you can take only so much responsibility. Like, you're in charge. Mental health is one thing, right? Mm-hmm. But you're, you're responsible still yeah. for your feelings. And how you react to certain things. And knowingly doing things that are wrong 
you can't always blame on somebody else. That's a level of responsibility regardless as an individual. So I feel bad for the mom, but at the same time, I'm like, okay. And I don't know as a mother, I don't know that I'd want. No, neither would I. Um, I have my, my reservations are, because I just don't, I, when I think about his story, I just think back about her life being all over the place. Three marriages. I don't, not that that's bad, but you could be married like Liz Taylor 10 times. It doesn't matter. But like when you have small children that are, are being affected where they're spending time in, um, a mental institution in order to deal with your relationship, you are the adult and you have the problem. So you need to stop. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and there's that, again, levels of responsibility. Yeah, exactly. After all this, his mom did call him in jail, and and, and she was asked by the police department to kind of question him a little bit because they needed more information. They had a lot of missing people in the area, and they just wanted to see if they can connect the dots. And they, mm-hmm. they can't exactly go and dig mm-hmm. 95 acres worth of property. So the mother did ask him, yeah. and she said, you know, how many people did you kill? And he stated, you don't have enough fingers. So he could have been an active oh serial killer from the moment he was released from prison. The, yeah. the one thing about this yeah. case, the one thing about Todd Kellop, a lot of people don't know who he is. They don't know who he is. Yeah, I was. I didn't know. I mean, I knew the Amazon review killer, but I didn't know. The one thing that makes him unique is that he had no motive. He had no remorse. But according to Todd, he never did anything wrong to anybody that didn't have it coming. Well, I mean, is still is that still on the same lines as a sociopath? His attitude makes him unique amongst serial killers, though. Now, FBI profiler mm-hmm. John Douglas, and I know you know who he is. Oh, I know. Johnny Boy. We know John Douglas. <laughs> Johnny Boy. <laughs> Quite a few uh, crime chats. Now, yes. as you know, Kat has said many times, this is the man who inspired the Netflix show Mindhunter. Yeah. And he is, he's brilliant. He stated that Todd is different than any other serial killer he has ever run into in his opinion the only other monster with a similar need for retaliation is dennis raider who is the btk killer okay yeah yeah okay here's john's quote about todd if he felt you were doing him wrong he would get even he was very patient he would wait months but he was gonna come back he was a different breed of cat that you can't argue with. I like me. I'm a different breed of cat. L- like kitty cat, different breed of cat. Right, exactly. Just kidding. I'm not a serial killer. Go. Oh. <laughs> so that is my Amazon serial killer. Um, oh my gosh. That is insane. I hope you look at reviews a little bit different. So insane. You know, I will look at reviews a little bit closer. I'm going to continue with never looking at reviews and just, just <laughs> living on the edge with what I purchase. <laughs> the review, the reviews you're looking for do not exist. It does not exist. <laughs> <laughs> if I want it, I need it. That's it. You're not going to tell me that I can't have it. No, that is an amazing story. I did not know so many details behind it. Love the shout out for John Douglas. Mm-hmm. Like, woohoo, Johnny boy. Yeah. Um, I, I bet he killed so many more people oh yeah i bet he did we talked about how many missing people um were in south carolina i can't remember how long ago but Mm -hmm. there's a lot of missing people a lot of unsolved crimes here Mm -hmm. um and one of the ones that we just talked about it was you know the unsolved murder it was like 50 years well no it was from the 70s so yeah maybe like 50 years later when just last january they were able to identify through the dna doe project they were identified the bodies but it's still unsolved they don't know who did it that was from crimes in our backyard yeah yeah that's right yep um so there's a lot of uh unknowns um 
Pee Wee Gaskins is another where he claimed to have killed over a hundred people. They don't. They only had like I want to say seventeen from off the top of my head known victims. But if he claimed to have killed so many people, yeah. I don't know. I mean, and there's with a serial killer, psychopathic and sociopathic tendencies. Yeah, they're going to want to claim more, like exaggerate a little bit more than actually what might have occurred but at the same time there's still missing people out there whose families never got closure and that's just it's horrible it's sad it's horrible so because we don't want to leave you hanging chatters for more information on this case please check out after that crime chat yes you're gonna have so much more stuff on there i can't wait to see what else you said videos from youtube and all oh, that yeah. like the body cam footage from the police and stuff Ooh. It's crazy don't forget to follow crime chat with nat and cat on facebook instagram youtube twitter tiktok all of your social needs uh, to see what's coming up next. Yes, and remember, Crime Chat with Nat and Kat. Subscribe to our Patreon for bonus episodes, behind-the-scenes bloopers, and check out merch that's in the work. Woohoo! Yeah, check out our website, crimechatwithnatandkat.com, where you can get your own... I love these cups. ...stemless wine glass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so be sure to check out our next episode. We're going to have a... Uh, Florida serial killer. Ooh, girl, you coming down to my neck of the woods? Uh, yeah, we going down to the swamp <laughs> with the gators. <laughs> it's one of the best places to get rid of a body. That is true. Now now you know why I moved here. No, I was joking. <laughs> joking. Joking. <laughs> I'm kidding. But you don't want to miss it, guys. So we'll see you on the next Crime Chat. Bye.